story, huh? Happy Father's Day. Thank you for coming out and sharing your Father's Day with Grace Family Worship Center. We appreciate having each and every one of you out here. <coughs> as fathers, <coughs> earthly fathers, as me, as my father, or my children, we, we are here, we're assigned to do some things, and we want to do some things. It's down inside of us. We want to protect our kids. Physically, we want to protect our kids. We want to spiritually protect our kids. Without spot or wrinkle, the Bible says, to present your bride. Without spot or wrinkle. So I believe that my responsibility for my kids also is to present them without spot or wrinkle, right? Amen. If I'm not teaching them about God and teaching them about the things they should be doing, the way they should be living, then their blood could be on my hands when it comes down to this. On the last day of that great white throne judgment, and God says, Forrest, why didn't Katie know about me? Yeah. Why didn't Grace know about me? How are you going to answer him on that day? Yeah. This is one thing that we're assigned to do, that we have to do. We have to take care of not only my kids, but my wife. As the leader of my house, God has placed me as the leader of my house, the head of my household. I have to be the leader of my house. You know, a lot of times we think, <laughs> man, just taking pictures of us like you're in church in the dark. This will be something good for Facebook. <laughs> a lot of times we think of, <laughs> a lot of times we think of, of losing our place here. <laughs> a lot of times we think of, we, uh, as men of the house, we only have to provide financially, physical things. We have to give them a place to live, you know, food, water, shelter, the basic needs. Yeah. But we also, it's more important to, to provide for them spiritually. Right. Now, I didn't do this with my older daughter, but with my younger kids, they're going to see something completely different because I didn't know any better. I was ignorant of it, right? We're, we're, we're breaking generational curses here now. Yeah. So we have to provide for them food, water, clothing, shelter. Basically, we, we provide their spiritual needs. We have to teach them. Based on our life, based on how my life's been so far, that's all I have to go by, right? In God's word now, that I'm a Christian, I have to teach them according to that. I have to give them the, the Bible, teach them the Bible, give them advice yes. on life, give them advice on life, encourage them to build my children up. You can do this. You can be successful in this yes. thing. It doesn't matter what all the kids or you know what some of the kids may be saying at school or whatever. You can do this. Yes, you're amen. capable of doing this. God made you, and you're more than a conqueror. We need to be building our kids up all the time as dads. Yes, we nurture our kids. Yes. Now this morning I woke up. Grace is a daddy's girl, and Sydney's becoming quickly one. I think maybe more than Grace is. But I woke up this morning and I had a little girl up in my armpit. First of all, for y'all that don't know, whenever I worked nights when Grace was born and Brenda Brenda worked then at the court, she worked days. So I had Grace all day long, so we really bonded. And I would go to work and Brenda would have her at night. So Grace would snuggle up and put her face in my armpit all the time and go to sleep. Well, this morning I woke up and I had this someone's head laying in my armpit on my shoulder. And at first I thought it was Brenda and I was like, well, she's really close this morning. And then I looked over there and I seen it was a little baby head laying there. And I, then I thought it was Sydney. Well, then I thought it was Grace. So you get what I'm saying there. We nurture our kids. Right. She woke up in the night and Brenda put her in bed with us and I didn't even know she was there. But she's over there snuggling on me and loving on me because I've nurtured her. Right. And you want to have that with your kids and that's an awesome thing to yes, have. Yes, it is. Amen. Um, you have plans and hopes for each child that you have. Now, they may be different for each kid, and they may have plans of their own, just like we may have plans of our own. You see, God has plans and hopes for us. God has a plan for our life. Amen. God Amen. chose you to be in a relationship with him even before he formed the earth. That's right. God knew you'd be sitting here on this day. He called you out. Yes, he did. You may think it's from an ad in the paper or someone invited you or whatever it may be, but God knew you were going to be here. Yeah, he did. God knows where we're going to live at each and every day of our lives. He already knows where they're going to be. Jeremiah. 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 29-11. I'm reading out the New English translation today. And it says, For I know what I have planned for you. This is God speaking. It says the Lord, I have plans to prosper you, not to harm you. I have plans to give you a future filled with hope. Does that sound like something we want to give to our kids? 
Yes. Sounds like something I want to give to my kids. Prosper them. You want your kids to have better than what you had. Amen. You want your kids to be better than what you are. Amen. I want my kids to be better than that. So does God. Not better than him. We can't possibly do it better than our spiritual father. But you get what I'm saying. He wants us to do well. He wants us to prosper. There's 3,300, over 3,300 promises in this book right here, in this Bible. 3,300 of them, and they all belong to you. Right. And they all belong to me. And he wants us to take part in each and every one of them. Excuse me, I've got to take this coat off real quick. Without the air running, it's getting hot up here. Amen. <laughs> <laughs> he wants us to take part in each and every one of these promises. But if we don't have an intimate relationship with him, if we don't talk to him like he's right here, you see, a lot of times, instead of talking to someone like God's right here and I'm talking to him like this, right in front of me, we're talking to him like he's some big mighty thing, but he's way out in outer space. And there leaves a lot of room there to wonder if he can hear me. Does God hear me? Am I waiting on his plan to get back for me? Am I waiting for his answer to get back for me? For me? Because it's got to come from all the way to the other side of the universe. We need to realize God's right here. Amen. He's yeah. right here. Amen. He's everywhere we go. He'll meet you where you're at. Right. right. We yeah. have to have that intimate relationship with him or we won't be able to hear his advice. That's right. You see, just like our children, we want to give them advice so they avoid pitfalls. They avoid things bad that will happen to them. Right? Do, do we not, fathers? If we're not having that intimate relationship with him, we won't hear his advice. We won't hear what he's got to say. We won't receive his promises. Right. We're not going to receive what we, know, what we don't know we have. Amen. We're not going to be able to, to, to obtain them. We want... I can't read my writing. We want to rush out, or we want to rush in and out of his presence. Just when we pray, we'll run down, drop down the altar, pray a little bit, hop up, and we're out of here. <coughs> Instead of taking the time. Or when you're in your prayer closet at home. Or whatever, or we're, we're rattling off a whole laundry list of things we need. We need to slow down. This is kind of like running in my father's back door and grabbing a sandwich out of the refrigerator and heading on out while he's in there watching the TV or when he's doing whatever he's doing. You get what I'm saying? Yes. We got to take the time, slow down, spend some time in his presence, and hear what he's got to say. Yeah. Right. We never settle down. We're never quiet long enough to hear him and what he has to say to us, his plan for our lives, or giving us advice in each and every day. That makes sense to you? Yeah. Yes. We have to slow down and listen to God. We're too busy trying to figure it out ourselves. It's true. Much like our children. They're too busy trying to figure out what they want to do on their own. Yeah. Instead of listening to old dad, you know, I have 30, 40 years life experience on what a lot of my kids' ages are. You'd think they could be quiet for long enough to listen to what I got to say to them because I've already been there and done that. Right. I already know what's going to happen if you go down this path. Right. So listen to me, son. Amen. God's saying the same thing to you today. Yes, he is. God's saying the same thing to me today. We have to quiet ourselves and listen to him. Isaiah 40, 30 and 31 says this. For, or it says, Even the youths shall faint and be weary, and the young men shall utterly fall. Does that make sense to you? So when we're teenagers... We're trying and we're trying and we're trying and we're pushing our way to what we think we need to do, right? Right. I'm relating to teenage. I'm relating physical, our relationships with us and our father, to the spiritual father in us today. You've caught on by now, right? Yeah. So even as teenagers, we'll fail, we'll fall, because we're relying on our own abilities. We're reaching out, we're trying to do things by our own means, instead of listening to God and waiting on God for his provision. For what he's already laid up for us. 31 goes on and says, but they, will, but they that wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. 
let me give you a definition right there. They that wait in the Hebrew means to wait, to look for, to linger for, hope, expect. What are we lingering for there? What's he talking about? We see, we see, we see waiting as a negative thing today because we don't like to wait. We're impatient. Yeah. We don't want to wait on anything. We want it, and we want it right now. Yes. I want it now, Lord. And then we go out and we try to do it ourselves because we didn't do. He didn't do it fast enough. He didn't do it in my timing. So now I'm out trying to make the means to do this on my own. That makes sense? Mm-hmm. Much like a teenager does. <laughs> exactly. Exactly like a teenager does. Exactly. exactly. I, I mean, it, and I, I act the same way as they do sometimes with my father, with my heavenly father. So if you wait upon the Lord, he'll renew your strength. So instead of going out and spinning your wheels for 35 years like I did, you don't waste that time. You go directly to the path he has for you if you stop and listen and wait for him. Right. You go directly down the path that he has for you. You listen to your father through his life, through his experiences. He knows everything that's going to happen every day. Amen. Yeah. Why wouldn't you listen to him? Right. Amen. Think about that. Wake yourself up and listen to him. Right. If he knows what's going to happen tomorrow, if you knew I knew what was going to happen tomorrow, would you listen to me and what I was going to tell you about it? Yeah. Why won't you do that for God? Why won't we do that for God? I'm not on a soapbox speaking down to you today. We're all guilty of this. We all do the same things. Um, they shall mount up with wings as eagles. They shall run and not be weary. They shall walk and not faint. That's a powerful word, brother. So if you wait on the Lord, you're not going to have all these things that, that you have going on. You see, we start off a lot of times right here. to wait is to trust in God's promises, his word, and his provisions. That's what we're doing. We're waiting. We're trusting in God. We're not taking it on our own ability. We're not trying to do things on our own. Now, I'm not saying that you don't have to step out and do some things. God may require you to do some things to prepare for something. But you have to trust in his promises. Amen. Trust in his word. Amen. Doesn't matter what past experiences are. Just because so-and-so failed when they went down this road, guess what? Man's a liar. God's word's true. Yeah. Every time God's word's true, Amen. God's word never fails. You don't know the circumstances that were going on behind the scene in that last man's right. journey that he went down that road. Maybe he wasn't living right. Maybe he wasn't being obedient to God. I'm not saying that to run man down, but I'm just saying God's word is a fact. Yeah. God's word right. is true. God's word yes. holds true. It's more current than tomorrow's news. Amen. It's, the, it's, it's more current than tomorrow's news. Too often, we put our faith in mere men. Patience is all about surrendering our control. Hmm. That's right. The day you surrender your control, or when we get out of control sometimes, when someone's in the hospital, someone's sick, when you don't have a control over a situation, guess what? Now you'll wait on God. Yes, yeah. you will. Why not do it before that? Amen. Why not do it before that? Teenagers, when they're teens, they know everything. Yes, oh, they do. They know everything. <laughs> they don't have any use for you, mom, dads. They don't have any use for you, dads, because they got it all figured out. Oh, yeah. And you're messing up, and they know the whole thing, and they know the, they know it better than you do, and that's just the way it is. In the 20s, they start to realize they've got out, they've got a job now. They're starting to acquire some things for themselves a little bit, and they realize, hey, this is hard. Yeah. Maybe some of what my dad said meant something. I don't know. Maybe you know, but they're still running a little bit that way. In their 30s, in their 30s, they start to realize, hey, you know, God, you know, Dad, he, he didn't know kind of what he was talking about. At least I'm part of it anyway. The time you get to your 40s, they're like, oh yeah. Well, Dad really has some wisdom. We should listen to him. Maybe we should ask him. That's right. You get what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Talking about spiritual maturity here. Hey, Amen. Praise the Lord. Put your flashlights away. <laughs> I'm talking about spiritual maturity right here. So if we're spiritually maturing, we should be coming closer to God, more waiting on his, being patient. 
<coughs> waiting on God, trusting in God's promises and provisions. How do we get spiritual mature like this, though? We have to be reading our Bibles. Yeah. We have to be spending that one-on-one -on -one time with God like we talked about last week. We have to be spending that one-on-one -on -one time with God like we're talking about doing. Spending that time. Taking time when you come into God's presence to spend that time with Him and hear what He's got to say. Amen. Shut your mouth sometimes. Shut my mouth sometimes and listen to God what He's got to say. By the time we get into our 60s, thank God I haven't made it there yet. But by the time we get into our 60s, don't slap me, Claire. <laughs> By the time we get into our 60s, our dad's gone a lot of times, mostly. And we start to think, well, I wish dad was here. I sure wish I had him to rely on now. I sure wish I had him to ask what was going on now. Yeah. Right. Why don't we just take our time today and listen? Take note from God. This is from God's Word. If our kids would listen, they could draw from our life's experiences and save themselves a lot of time and trouble. Yeah. A whole lot of time and trouble. Why do we have such a hard time listening to our father? We can relate this to our kids. Well, whatever, he didn't listen to me, and now he's in trouble. We do the same thing with our father. Yeah. Yes, we do. Got to be sound advice, though, Steve. Steve. <laughs> he's back there giving his boys a what for. <laughs> they can learn from our life experiences and save them a lot of time and trouble by saving them time. Saving them time because they do it right the first time. Not do it their own way the first time. You see, a lot of times I did it my own way for 35 years, and that did not work out for me. I thought it was at the time. It seemed pretty good all right at some time, much like it does to a teenager. But when I came to God, he changed my life completely around. Right. Yeah. Completely around. Yes, he does. I want to bring this back around here full circle now. In Luke 11, 11 through 13, says, if a son shall ask bread of any of you that is a father, anybody of your fathers? See your hand if you're a father. Stepfathers? If a son shall ask bread of any of you that is a father, will you give him a stone? No. If your boy's hungry and he wants a sandwich, would you give him a rock? No. No? Or if he asks a fish, will he for a fish give him a serpent? No. No? You wouldn't do that either? No. Or if he asks an egg, will you offer him a scorpion? You wouldn't do that either. If ye then, being evil, know how to give good gifts unto your children, how much more shall your heavenly Father give unto you? But what's he say here, though? I just I got revelation of this this morning. Set back in my office when I was prepared. It says, how much more shall your heavenly Father give give the Holy Spirit to them that ask? Man. The Holy Spirit to them that ask. Yeah. You see, that's what we're waiting on right there. Right. God brought this whole circle for me this morning. That's what we're waiting on right there, is that little inward voice that speaks to us from inside of us. The Bible says that the Holy Spirit, the big S, His Spirit, that gets the Spirit of God, the Holy Ghost, whatever you want to call Him. We get in the habit of calling Him an it a lot of times. Call it, but it's not an it. He's a Him. It's a person. It's the third part of the Trinity. Yeah. That third part of the Trinity speaks to me through my spirit, little s. Yes, it does. So that's what Isaiah was talking about there. Those who wait upon the Lord. Right. If we'll shut our mouths long enough to hear that still, small voice inside of us, you see, he's a gentleman. He knows what's best for us. He's lived every day of this. He already knows what's going to happen every day for the rest of our life, the rest of eternity. Yes, he he knows what's going to happen. Amen. We have an onboard witness living inside of us. It's better than a Garmin. It's better than a GPS. It's better than Siri, even. Hey, yeah. who knew? <laughs> Lives inside of us. Amen. Why won't we listen? Why won't we listen to our Father today? It's possible to never make another mistake. 
first let me get back to this. God in this verse right here doesn't promise provisions, though he does in other scriptures. He doesn't promise provisions in this verse. He promises the provision. Yeah. You get that? The provision. He doesn't promise food and water and clothing. He promises the provision. The, the true help that we need to get through every day. With that being said, it is possible to, ne to never make another mistake. It is. You believe that? Yeah. You could never make another mistake again if we took that time to wait upon the Lord. That's right. To renew our strength. Yeah. We will mount up with wings like eagles. See an eagle fly? How majestic they look out there with their wings out and they just glide on the air. Yeah. And then they'll swoop down and snatch something up to eat. Probably one of the most majestic birds I've ever laid my eyes on, actually. Me and Stephen were at the river a few years back and we saw these eagles kept flying around us. And we uh, kept looking around, looking around, wondering where they were coming from, where they were going. And there was a big nest up there. I mean a big nest. They don't make their nests out of twigs. They make their nests out of branches. That big nest up there, and they had two adults and two juveniles in the nest. So we came back the next year, and they had two nests. And they had, it was just awesome. But he says we'll mount up with wings like eagles. We'll run and not be weary, because we're not spinning our wheels. Right. We're not relying on our own understanding. I'm not trying to do it on my own to the best of my ability. I'm not doing it to my ability anymore. Now I'm doing it the way the Holy Ghost and fire is speaking to me and telling me to do it. And he already knows the path. He knows what's going to happen when I when I go through when I have a choice to make in order A, B, or C. He knows what's going to happen in A and, and C. So he tells me to go through B. And if I listen to him, I'll save myself a lot of time. Yeah, that's right. And I'll save myself a lot of trouble because I'll do it right the first time, and I won't make the mistakes. We're not patient at all, though. We're not patient at all. Even as adults, I'm not anyway. Maybe you're better than me, but I'm not patient. At all. My wife's not patient at all. Let me open her mail a little bit today. We see waiting as a negative thing. When we want something, we want it right now. <coughs> we want it right now. I'm going to give an example about you, but I'll just hold this up on today. Go ahead. How am I doing on your time? I'm over your time. It's all right. <clears throat> waiting, while we're waiting, we need to see it as a positive. While we're waiting, sometimes God matures us. Sometimes God grows us through these things. Yeah. Through waiting on His Word and, and relying on His promises and His provisions, you see, during this time of waiting, we'll understand and our faith will grow through that thing. But God also protects us and preserves us in those times. Yes, you see, if God puts a promise out there, and God's put over 3,300 of them out there for you, God's put all these promises out there for them. When you rely on that word, when you rely on the word of God, he's going to protect you. Amen. And he's going to preserve you during this time. And God's not inactive during this time. It's not like we're praying to some God way out in heaven somewhere, way out in space on the other side of the universe. And it takes forever for my voice to get there. And then his answer come back in slow motion. You see, that's how we treat God. That's how we act like God is. God's right here. Amen. God's up close and personal. He hears me. When I Amen. say it, he hears me. Sometimes he's got to put the pieces in place. Amen. Sometimes he's got to prepare things. Sometimes he may have to prepare me. I'm not ready for what the next step is. He may have even showed me the next step, and I'm praying about it. But maybe I'm not ready. Maybe he's got to prepare me to step out in what he's telling me to step out in. Does that make sense to you? Sometimes yes. you've got to put the pieces in place. Amen. Sometimes he may have to have, have Brother David do something and Brother Stephen do something to lay the track in place so I can get down where he's calling me at. Amen. You get what I'm saying? So God's not inactive during this time. Yeah. When you spit a prayer out of your mouth and you're waiting on it, he's not inactive. He's protecting you during this time. He's preserving you during this time. He's growing your faith during this time in yeah. him. Yes, amen. And he's putting the pieces into place. Right. There's an answer on the way back already. Yeah. There's already an answer. When you pray, it may not be the answer you want, but there's an answer. That's 
That's right. It just may not materialize as fast as you'd like for it to do. Faith is God, faith in God's word, no matter what past experiences, God's word is true. What I said a while ago, I have in my notes here. I jumped the gun a while ago, I guess. But no matter what you've experienced before, or what someone else has experienced before, or when you're stepping out on God's word and someone tells you that won't work, it'll never work that way, Brother David, or that won't happen that way. Yeah. Well, if I have scripture to back it up, it will work. It, will. Yeah. it doesn't matter what happened to you when you stepped out in this. I don't know what was going on in the background of those things, you know? You, you never know. A man, all man, if it comes down to God's word or man, man's a liar. God's word is true. That's Every right. time. Amen. Every time. If it, if it measures up to this book right here, if it's in line with this book right here, it's true. Yeah. It's a fact. Right. Take it to the bank. It is 